Welcome to Future Forward Sales. I'm Lynn Whitbeck, founder and CEO of futureforwardsales.com and Petite to Queen. Our superpower is empowering business owners to transform their sales and grow their business. We work with business owners who reject complacency and focus on innovative thinking to thrive. At the end of the show, in about 20 minutes, I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing sales podcasts. Let's go. So right now we have Ian Peterman of PetermanFirm.com with us today. How are you, Ian? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm good. Happy to have you and happy to get this started. Yeah, happy to be here. Great. So please just start by telling us who you are and what it is your company does. So I, I'm Ian Peterman. <laughs> That's yes, <who>. well. <laughs> um, get that out of the way. Uh, my company does product development. So we work with companies to design and develop new product lines, to refresh product lines. Um, and we work also with some startups as well that are you know, new, new to putting products out. And so we basically are their development team. Perfect. And so how did you get into that? Um, I started as an intern when I was 16 doing design work and oh. kind of moved from there. <laughs> uh, they liked me, so I got a job out of it uh, and then just worked through college and worked for a few different companies, got a lot of experience in different fields, and then I was part of a design firm before this and then launched my own just a couple years ago. Okay, well, congratulations on your progression <laughs> throughout the years. <laughs> Thanks. So yeah. it seems like designing has always kind of been your interest and in something you've loved since it's been since you were 16. Yeah, I was one of those kids at 12 I knew what I was going to do. So okay. That, that was, I, I, mean, feel I, you. I also wanted to be a pilot, but I decided I didn't want to go to the military. <laughs> so the other, the other option was design. Okay. So was, yeah. Did you at any point want to like design airplanes then since you were interested in being oh, a pilot? Absolutely. I, okay. I've designed a lot for fun but okay. know, none of them are flying. <laughs> <laughs> You'll keep the planes on the ground designing, not necessarily putting them in the sky. Correct. Yeah. Great. So I'm curious, how do you constantly create fresh opportunities for your customers and to best serve them? Um, I was, with our clients, it's, we have check-ins. We keep, keep on top of things with them and mm -hmm. it's really just figuring out what they what they're needing at that time. So our business model is very much, we have a core team and then we have a large pool of contractors and other companies okay. that we partner with. And so kind of the, the entire process of product development, we're always needing additional resources mm -hmm. brought in on a project. And so it's kind of just part of what we do is we're always looking at the project and saying, okay, well, we're gonna need to bring in these resources at this point. Mm -hmm. um, and we do a lot of guiding too. Okay. okay. This is the, these are the resources we're going to need. This is when we're going to need them. Mm -hmm. um, and every now and then there's a surprise. You're like, oh, well, we need the, we need this resource we didn't know. Right. Um, and so then it's just talking with them and understanding their goals, making sure their goals are the same. If they change, then having the conversation of, okay, well, your goals changed. These are the resources mm -hmm. we now need in order to okay. achieve your shifted goal. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so that's is pretty 
pretty much how it works. Okay. And so I know it depends on the project, but typically what is the turnaround looking like versus when someone comes and it's like from the sketch to, you know, final product, what does that look like? Oh um, yeah. That, that's a broad range. Um, the shortest we've done it is in about three months. Okay. Um, so it's really, it's really based on complexity. So some will take three months, some will take mm-hmm. two years. Um, really, <laughs> really depends. I'd yeah. say our, our real like average is about nine months. Okay. And may, maybe 12 months. Um, and that's pretty, pretty solid range for us. Okay. Do you like the products that are more simple or the ones that have a little more complications to it that you got to figure out the puzzle pieces? <laughs> I like doing both because getting, it's nice to get them done. Like, all right, I got it done. I, mm-hmm. I've, I've accomplished it. Um, but I also love the complexity of lo- larger projects and trying to figure out, and yeah, it's going to take two years to figure it out because mm-hmm. of how, how complex it is. Um, but you need to have some wins too. So we definitely try to have a spread of Okay, well, we, we got that one done. It's actually right. completed. <laughs> it's our, done um, along with the ones that are more complicated. Right, and that space was going to be my next question too. At some point, you kind of need the, the little wins, I'm assuming, for those big projects. You don't want to always have to wait two years to see the final product. Oh, yeah, you definitely you definitely need a mix. I can't, I can't imagine doing just long-term <laughs> projects. Right. Be, I mean, I love it, the complexity and figuring things out, but... You gotta have some wins. Mm-hmm. You, gotta, you gotta get something done. We did it right. <laughs> we did two things. Years of just like I did nothing. I have not accomplished anything quite yet. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. And so, where do you leverage flexibility to think outside of the box? Um, I mean, thinking outside of the box is our daily experience. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's. Uh, I mean, we do it by having internal teams. We also we're never afraid to bring in outside consultants and. Mm-hmm. experts on projects were far more apt to do that. We're like, Oh, we have, you know, we have the experience here, but let's get someone who's done this for 50 years. Right. See, <laughs> see what they think. Um, so yeah, was, we do that. Okay, perfect. And so, you know, there's a lot of people who are out there making projects, making products and everything. So what makes up your secret sauce that separates your firm from the rest of the industry? So we've, we've actually worked on that a lot okay. and, and figure out, you know, we started out and we're like, oh, well, we're just, we're really great at customer service and we're really great designers. But mm-hmm. the reality is there's lots of really great people that design. There's lots of really good customer service. And so um, as a bonus to having a lot of our clients have to take a break, we have time. So mm-hmm. we've, we've this year um, put together what we call Peterman method and it's, our, our special sauce is that we we really are focused on social first, sustainability, eco-friendly, and f- making that part of the first steps mm. of a process. Not, and I've worked a company that I won't name, but that's just a tack, tack thing they tack on at the end. They're like, oh, well, could you make some of the materials? Maybe the packaging could be eco-friendly. Mm. Um, the rest we want as dirt cheap as possible in order right. to get it out. And so I've done that, you know, it was a job paid me, <laughs> not ideal, not mm-hmm. actually ideal for a long-term anything. So mm-hmm. that's our, our secret sauce is that we, we entwine that into a conscious design process that we mm-hmm. look at that throughout the whole process of, yeah, the packaging, yeah, it should be biodegradable. That's cool. But 
how about the product? What is the life end of life for that product? Do you mm. throw it away? Do you recycle it? How do you recycle right. it? Does a company buy it back? Is it this large project product that is going to cost $500 to ship it? Mm-hmm. How are we going to do that? Well, how do we, how do we dispose of it? What happens? And so right. that's something that we, we kind of just shoved to the front of the conversation. They okay, well, it's great. You want to design this widget. You want to do this, you know, whatever you want to design a product. What's its impact? What's its environmental impact? What's mm-hmm. its social impact? Where is it going to be manufactured? Are there good working conditions there? Like what are, what do we need to look at holistically for the product? Cause there's mm-hmm. a lot that goes into physical products and right. we're kind of uh, dulled a little bit by all these cheap products we buy off of Amazon, but right. really there's a ton of resources that go into it. And if you're not aware of it, super easy to burn more than you should on mm-hmm. a product. And so that's our, you know, our secret sauce, so to speak is. Yeah. I think that's, a, yeah. And I think it's a great secret sauce as well, because I'm sure the customers of your clients, the ones buying the products, I'm sure they're very thankful for it. And they're more willing to buy knowing that not only is the packaging great, the product in itself can have that environmental impact. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, we're kind of at that tipping point where, Green washing just isn't enough. You have to actually <laughs> be green and your customers know, like the general consumer knows the difference between, oh, it's a green leaf on a packaging mm-hmm. and this is actually a sustainable product, <laughs> which is great. It's great mm-hmm. that the consumer has finally figured that out. And now it's, it's getting companies to go, okay, well, yeah, we're going to lose business if we don't mm-hmm. do this kind of thing. So we should do it. Right. It's becoming more of the norm, but it seems like your company, like you said, has taken a step further that it's not just the packaging, it's the entire product. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And, and so I'm curious as far as when during the whole creative process, how much is it that the client says, okay, I want it to look like this. I want it to be like this. And you all as a business saying, okay, that's great. Here are some adjustments. Oh. You know, how does that work? So I'm sure there's some times where it doesn't, it's not fully cohesive. <laughs> Yeah. So what we, what we kind of always, we always do is we start with whatever our client thinks like, okay, well, this is whatever concept work you've done before the idea in your head. And then our first process is our first step is this whole sustainability. Like what do you want it to be? Mm -hmm. What's the legacy you want left behind by the product? What, what are you trying to achieve with this product? Okay. We kind of just step it all the way back there. And then we also, the, the second stage that we go through is a feasibility. So we go, okay, well, this is great. You want it to look like this, but this is the market. This mm-hmm. is, you know, manufacturing methods that are available. Mm-hmm. These are things that, you know, this is a price point that we have to be at to be competitive and kind of build from there. And then the third step for us is, okay, well, now let's design it. Now let's okay. look at how it looks. And so, Typically, by the time we go through those first two steps, it already changes the product anyway because mm-hmm. we're asking questions that most people don't have, think to think ask about, themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And we look at, you know, how, how can it be made? What's the feasibility of it? And that brings a whole slew of questions that a lot of times, especially in startups or younger companies, they just haven't experienced or looked at. And right. so it ends up morphing. And, and by that point, most most clients have detached from their early ideas and they're focused on their goals. And so we're collaboratively building this product that matches and will 
achieve their goals. Because in the end, that's that's what our that's what somebody comes to us for is they don't just want to oh just make this pretty design. Like, well, I have a goal that I want to accomplish, mm-hmm. and this product is a way to achieve that goal. You know, I want more profits. I want to be more sustainable. I want to mm-hmm. impact this area socially or economically. Um, and so to do that, we kind of have to adjust the design to match that goal. Right. I'm sure if they're working with you at all in the first place, it's because they also want your expertise. So yeah. I'm sure they're willing to take, <laughs> okay, they know what they're talking about. They thought of things I didn't even think about. Let me, you know, ride that wave and just make the adjustments as I need to. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We, we at least hope that somebody comes to us for our expertise. It doesn't mm-hmm. usually work out if they don't. Right. I can <laughs> only imagine. Uh, yeah. And so given that, where do you see your business going in the next few years? And what's your plan to make that vision happen? Um, so we're, we're looking to grow drastically. Mm-hmm. Um, we're about 10, 10 full-time people, and we want to get to about 50 in the next mm-hmm. few years. Um, and really, we just want to do that by working with companies that have great ideas. We want, we want to help fuel the next generation of products that make actual differences there's there's so much that can be rethought and redesigned to be more socially and economically and environmentally friendly and you know we want to help those ideas come to life so and I think by doing that we'll we'll grow right and based off that you said something I'm curious how much do you think that new products are really just new completely different innovative versus products that are really just kind of a adaptation of something that already exists how what is usually the percentage of those the ratio it's maybe five percent of actual new products right that's what i've learned yeah yeah it's it's so small it's um most things even even at this point the the iphone is not new right it's it's just a little bit better than last year (laughs) it was groundbreaking (laughs) when it came out that's over now. Now you get an upgraded camera. And so we, we just have a lot of that as mm-hmm. a lot of micro improvements, mm-hmm. which is great, but doesn't, it doesn't make a big impact anymore. So right. I mean, we'll, we'll work on those projects too, because improvement is good, but we'd love, we love more products that really want to make a big splash, not just a little one. Okay. Yeah. I want it for our listeners, right? Any of you who have those ideas out there, have a little notebook of all this type of stuff. This is where to go with Ian Peterman. So where are where are the best platforms to go to for more information or if people want to work with you? Yeah, our website is the best. It's petermanfirm.com. Um, and of course, we're on all social media. Um, well, the main ones. We aren't on on the newer ones, but we're on no Facebook <laughs> and, and no TikTok. Yeah, uh, okay. We're on just Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Got the good ones. Yeah, the yeah, necessary the big ones. ones. The main <laughs> ones everyone everyone still will go back to. So, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Ian Peterman, thank you so much for your time today and for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Future Forward Sales. If you are a business owner who rejects complacency and is driven to increase their sales and grow their business and would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit futureforwardsales.com forward slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor? Share this episode on social media, then go ahead and subscribe, 
give us a thumbs up, a rating, or a review. My name is Lynn Whitbeck, and I thank you again for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you.